I'm Gary Bard, founder and editor-in-chief of today's Caregiver Magazine and Caregiver.com, and your host for our weekly caregiving podcast series. In this podcast, we will introduce you to many of the leading caregiving thought leaders, authors, experts, and even caregivers with famous faces who have graced the covers of our magazine. What is CBD? Yeah, it's a great question, and it is a very new industry and a very new medicine relative to more formal Western academic studies. So CBD is cannabidiol, and it is one of the many phytocannabinoids, phyto just meaning plant-derived cannabinoids, in hemp. It is also found in traditional marijuana or, or intoxicating cannabis, but at a dramatically lower level. And these plants have a variety of phytocannabinoids in them, and THC, the one that gives you the intoxicating high, got a lot of the attention for a while. And we kind of threw away CBD as it didn't have um, the intoxicating hallucinogenic effects, only to come back later and realize it is a heavy hitter on helping ba- balance your endocannabinoid system. It is a potent anti-inflammatory And it has a lot of implications in neurological conditions as well, things like mood, things like anti-aging, things like depression. So it's the new player from a Western peer-reviewed literature standpoint, but has been used for thousands of years by other cultures. So what is the difference between CBD and medical marijuana? Yeah, it's a great question. So when I hiked uh, in China... I hiked one of the five sacred Buddhist mountains, these 10,000 steps I'm supposed to live to be 100 now because I did that. And if you look out on the hillside, cannabis is growing everywhere. So for, for lack of a way of saying it, there are weed plants all over the hillside of China, but it's, it's profoundly um, criminalized to you know, smoke some of that and get high. And when you look at that marijuana, what you would see is a profile of THC balanced with CBD. So the old school marijuana plants had some intoxicating effect, but a lot of CBD in it, which actually makes THC less intoxicating. One of the remedies for being too high is pure CBD, because CBD will knock THC off the CB1 receptor or the intoxicating receptor. So the old uh, marijuana plants were more balanced THC-CBD than, you know, the California kids and Snoop Dogg and some of the rappers and so on and so forth said, we just want to get messed up. So what they started doing is they started breeding out the CBD in plants and breeding up the THC in plants just so they could get, quote-unquote, more drunk off of marijuana plants. And we started losing this profound modulating endocannabinoid, excuse me, phytocannabinoid uh, CBD. So THC and CBD are are the most studied of the phytocannabinoids in the marijuana and the hemp plant. But CBD is very high in hemp and now very low in marijuana. So marijuana is THC dominant. It's meant more for the psychotropic effects. It also has some medicinal value as well, and that's what we call medical marijuana. Hemp has to be, per the U.S. 2018 Farm Bill, 0.3% THC or less. So what we're classifying now as a hemp plant is it has 0.3% THC or less and high CBD content 
so that you can actually get more of the medicinal value of CBD without the intoxicating high. This is a very, very big issue for people caring for their, their loved ones these days. Well, it's all fun and games until you or a family member is trying to get through chemotherapy. A lot of the shift in public opinion of marijuana uh, before CBD. Marijuana broke a lot of the dam before CBD. The one that's really not controversial, it's, I put it in the same category as fish oil. Of all the benefits I think of a fish oil is how I think a little bit about CBD. It has some uniqueness, but there's some parallels there. But the public opinion really started shifting when we didn't have answers for HIV, patients progressing to AIDS, acquired immunodeficiency syndrome. So the, so the HIV virus disseminated their CD4 cell, which is the cell that helps make your white blood cells, to the point where they were so immune compromised, they had no white blood cells on lab. And that's basically the, the definition of AIDS, acquired immunodeficiency syndrome. You can also get AIDS from a severe bout of chemotherapy, something that just wipes out and disseminates your white blood cells. And we had a lot of the California doctors, predominantly in the gay male population, who was suffering from HIV progressing to AIDS, who didn't have answers. We didn't have the antiretroviral drugs um, cleaned up yet. We didn't have um, the, the antiretroviral drugs that we had sucked in plain English, and they were really full of side effects, 40 bouts of diarrhea a day. And at that time, it was Chinese medicine and also... Um, cannabis and, uh, and, and, and the CBD and cannabis that were helping offset some of the side effects. And I often tell people Chinese medicine also made inroads during that time because we had patterns to understand the yin deficiency of HIV AIDS, but we also needed just feel better remedies. And I actually don't like getting high. You know, we did a little bit of that in college, and I went to CU Boulder in the 90s. But I do like being productive, and that's more where CBD goes. But if you're going through cancer, if you're going through uh, a vicious illness, sometimes a little bit of intoxicating high from marijuana feels good to that person who used to always throw catch with their son and now can't get out of bed to do that, needs just a little mood lift. And there's still a place for medical marijuana. But I think a lot of my patient population actually likes being upbeat, uplifted, and not high. They don't want to see, you know, feel a little bit of paranoia or the hallucinations that can come with a really high THC, low CBD, uh, traditional marijuana, medical marijuana. So what we tell people about CBD is they say it's not psychoactive, and I hope to prove to you on this interview that's a total lie. It, it has psychoactive effects, but it's not intoxicating. It's not hallucinating. It's not paranoia driving. It's quite the opposite. It's a treatment for anxiety, and that's in the literature. That's not a medical claim. It's, they've proven that in literature um, in human studies. So when we think about CBD, we think more about um, mood uplifting, focus, productivity, pain management, but we have to thank um, that very much so the gay male population in San Francisco for allowing some of the um, compassion that was allowed for cannabis to get uh, start this journey toward decriminalization. Um, and, uh, and, and, and that's basically where you started seeing at some of your conferences 
like, oh, we had this all wrong. There's a complicated um, political chapter to phytocannabinoids. The science wasn't understood. And as we started understanding, this is what you do with this, and this is what you do with that, then things started opening up a little bit. I think the public is also having very positive experiences with CBD, and they don't care what the doctors or the researchers are waiting on. When they have that kind of benefit, they're going to start flooding the counter at the CBD uh, booth because it's working. Let's talk about CBD. What should I be looking for when I'm purchasing CBD? It's a great segue, and as an integral scientist, I want to disclose my affiliation with CBD. So I am the head doc for research and development for Blue Sky in Colorado. And Blue Sky CBD is a company, I had relationships with some of the owners in different parts of the medical world, mostly through the laboratory world. And they said, we like the way this doc thinks. And I had been watching very positive outcomes with CBD and occasionally THC for five to 10 years. And I was just sitting on the sidelines because that's what I do a lot as a doc. Patients come in and, and, and tout the, the most glorified claim, right? Uh, Juice fast cured my cancer. Like, great, that's an N of one, right? Uh, but then as the people started coming in and drove saying, this helped, uh, you know what else helped? This helped my migraines, this helped my menstrual periods, this helped my skin. I started paying attention but really didn't have the time to dedicate to what's in the literature. And I also had some patients who were coming in and not having those results. So there are people coming in and saying, I tried hemp or I tried CBD, and I realized it did come down a lot to quality. It did come down a lot to dosage. It did come down a lot to underlying obstacles to cure. Like you can take all the CBD you want. If you have severe apnea and it's not treated, you're still waking up with hypoxia headaches or low oxygen headaches, right? So, so you have to, as, as a doc, you have to manage someone's entire health care, right? But um, we were starting to get impressed by the anti-inflammatory capacities we were seeing when people were using hemp and CBD products. So I think that CBD kind of plugged and played a lot like EPA DHA fish oil did for me on how to shop for it, right? And the first thing is you want to use someone who is doing third-party testing for purity and potency. Third-party testing for purity and potency says the amount they say is in a capsule or is in a dropper is the actual amount within 10%. So the, the industry standard in herbalism is to give you 10%, right? So in a blue sky uh, gel cap, it's 30 milligrams of uh, CBD. And we usually test at 32.5 milligram, right? And that's within that 10% window. We'd rather be a little bit over than a little bit under. And that's available via a certificate of analysis. So that's a third party, an independent uh, assay saying, okay, I can put my lot number in from the bottle and see the certificate of analysis that shows me that is the uh, potency. So Purity... Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say purity is more, we want to make sure there's no other junk in it, right? And um, I, as a guy who's 
dad came from native Austria, immigrated in 63, who's tried even sending fish oil to his family, my half-brother and half-sister in Northern Austria, I'm not allowed to send them fish oil because of how hard they legislate natural supplements over there. And I've seen what harsh regulations do to, I, I tell people I'm a libertarian socialist to that libertarian streak in me. I want to, I, I believe in the Good Samaritan rule. I want to pull over and help you on the side of the road, but I also want to make sure your car works so that it doesn't break down again. And the libertarian side of me did not like uh, harsh regulation over there. But then we also can have a little bit of the Wild West over here, which is why you're asking the question. And one of the biggest problems we're seeing in grow operations right now, hemp or marijuana, is aphid inf infestation. You might feel obliged to pesticide spray your crops or lose hundreds of thousands of dollars on that harvest. Right. So when we're talking potency, one of the most important things should be pesticide testing on your product. That's something Blue Sky does, too. So when I signed on with them, I literally grilled them. I said, do we do purity and potency? Do we have certificate analysis? Does the client, the, the, the user of Blue Sky products have access to that certificate of analysis? It does no good if I have it locked away and, and the patient or, or, or the consumer doesn't have access to that. The next thing is THC. There is massive variability in the THC levels of products on the shelf. And remember, hemp means 0.3% or less THC. So the other thing that I liked about what Blue Sky was doing is it's a zero THC final batch tested product. So to, to be a hemp product or to be a CBD um, extract, you need to be 0.3% THC or less. And when we're zero THC, that allows me to use it with government workers, with firemen, with military, um, with, uh, with police officers, with, with people who don't want, like you or I, to get any accidental high, right? Kids with seizures. Uh, um, schizophrenia is actually a big contraindication for THC use. You can actually turn on the genetics of schizophrenia with THC. CBD is actually a treatment that went up against antipsychotics and was just as beneficial for managing schizophrenia. So CBD treatment for schizophrenia, THC concern for schizophrenia. So I don't want to accidentally wake up anything or have someone have a bad experience or lose their job um, because of THC contamination. So the other thing we like to do is, is, is THC-free, final batch tested. Now, again, I have no problem with other companies who are doing 0.3% um, THC, and, and it's truly 0.3%, but that's been a really big problem. Um, the other thing that's been happening, CBS News did a crazy story on fake CBD oil in Utah. This was in May 2018, May 28, 2018, and they were using a fraudulent synthetic compound called 4-CCB. So this was meant to kind of ha have a little bit of an altered experience, but 52 people got sick and reported to public health from using this product, right? So again, that purity, potency, um, zero THC is a big deal. Where are you finding Blue Sky CBD to be most effective? Well, one more thing on buying, on purchasing. So um, the last thing I'll say is very important for your listeners is you're also looking for value, right? 
Um, now, again, on average, and we'll get into this, our patient population is using somewhere between 30 to 120 milligrams a day of CBD and um, in the blue sky line because, uh, again, I, I like the third-party testing for period and potency, screen for pesticides, zero THC. But it's the best per milligram CBD cost on the market, bar none that I've seen so far. And and I'm not like, go Blue Sky. I'm telling you, I search because more than I care about Blue Sky, I care about my patient's pocketbook. And these remedies need to be cost effective. And as you know, there can be some sticker shock when you go into CBD market buying, right? And there's also labeling to glorify how much you think you're getting versus how much you're getting. So just like the fish oil days, you could go into Costco and you might see 1,000 milligrams of fish oil. All we care about for the clinical studies is how much EPA DHA is in there per capsule. So with fish oil, I'm trying to get people up to usually 3,000 milligrams of EPA DHA daily. And when I was doing this with fish oil, you'll see 1,000 milligrams of fish oil often meant 300 milligrams of EPA DHA. So 300 times 10 capsules a day got them to the 3,000. So same thing with CBD. You might see 3,000 milligrams full-spectrum hemp extract, but there's only 300 milligrams of CBD, or 10% of that 3,000 is actually CBD. Now, again, the, the place where we use more hemp full-spectrum extract is with uh, sleep, because there's a terpene in there that, that brings people down a little bit. Most of the literature for the conditions I'm using are CBD, right? So when we were just talking about schizophrenia, that study that put CBD up against the traditional antipsychotic, they were using 400 to 800 milligrams of CBD per day. That gets expensive, right? right? So we're looking again for that permit. Now, again, for my, most of my patient population, they're getting benefit from 30 to 120 milligram a day. And again, I haven't found a better um, uh, milligram per sense, as in, you know, the, the amount than, than the Blue Sky line. But even if you don't use Blue Sky, like really shop for how much you're paying per milligram of CBD. I okay. appreciate that. Well, let's... Yeah. Um one more, one more just on the safety thing to blow your mind, and, and then we'll go, go on. Sorry to interrupt, but this one blew my mind. A new, pen, a new study by Penn Medicine Researcher, this was in a, in, in a little journal called JAMA, the, the Journal of the American Medical Association. I'm, I'm joking. JAMA and New England Journal of Medicine have highest impact of all journals read. They found that nearly 70% of all cannabidiol products, CBD products sold online, are either over- or under-labeled. So the, the the guy filling the bottles in his bathtub, not a good idea. Well, it's interesting. Even I have to say um, about because sometimes you have a neighbor making CBD and then they say, oh, I can get it from a neighbor for free because they're buddies or whatever. Um, that's went well once and bad five times in the last five years of my clinic of me observing patients bringing stuff in. And when it went well once, I was super bummed because it was an RA case, a rheumatoid arthritis case, and I couldn't glean what dosage he was using. And I'm trying to really track dosing, 
so we can get baselines for, all right, on average for a migraine, you're not going to get anywhere before 60 milligrams of CBD. And you'll often have to go up to 120 milligrams of CBD. So I'm the guy who's really data collecting uh, and data mining patients' experiences so we can pay it forward to the next person who comes with the RA. I'm like, oh, you, you know, and, and the other thing is CO2 extraction. Um, you want to be extracting um, with a clean extraction method. That guy who's making the bathtub sometimes will be using butane, and that can make for a very caustic uh, marijuana extract. And, and also there's consistency, quality, purity. You're putting it in your body and your loved You are. Body. Yeah, that's right. And it's no different than anything else. I mean, I saw, when I was in China, you know, they would grow the crops right up to the blacktop. I don't want to eat that beet that's growing right next to that toluene pavement, right? So it's like, it's like anything. It's not, that's not specific to CBD, right? As a naturopath, I'm using all kinds of herbs, and I'm doing the same third-party screening for purity and potency, whether it's fish oil or it's quercetin or it's CoQ10 or it's CBD, Right, and and there's companies doing it right. How quickly should we be seeing benefits of using CBD? Yeah, I'm so glad you say that. We do our, we call it the Sky Gel Challenge. The Blue Sky Sky Gels are 30 milligrams each, and we have people literally chew like a gummy bear. Um, the Sky Gel, it pops open like an egg, and the oil um, comes out, and you just let it sit under your tongue. We have people feel better in five minutes. And, wow. And I'm in Boulder, Colorado, right? So it's full of woo-woo people, right? We have lots of Peter Pans and witches and fairies and all kinds of folks here who love natural medicine, right? And that's not the person I like screening for, did you have an effect? It's more that straight-laced, objective, engineer-type business person that I have the funnest time with the Sky Gel Challenge. And we had one of those a couple weeks ago. I was in the room with my nurse practitioner, and this patient's super agitated. She's so lovely. She's working so hard to get better, and we're really hitting some roadblocks. So I said, you know what? With that inflammation and, and how you're feeling with your mood, let's just pop a couple of these literally with us in the appointment. And we did the Sky Gel Challenge. We had them chew up two of them. And she is such a straightforward, objective um, character. And literally, so we keep going on our conversation. Literally five minutes later, could I be feeling better that quickly? And the answer is yes. What's wrong here? Why am I feeling so good? (laughs) Yes. Well, and I think that's one of the things when we we talked about um, things we want to cover, I, I went to uh, CU Boulder for pre-med, then I went to Bastyr University um, in Seattle for my Doctor of Naturopathic Medicine and my Master of Science in Acupuncture. It's, it's the quote-unquote Harvard of natural medicine. It's, it's the, the best naturopathic school um, on the planet. And I will tell you, I've been watching natural medicine and prescriptive medicine for years, 18 years now, in clinical practice of what changes outcomes, Right. And again, things to correct blood sugar, fish oil has been impressive, sometimes quercetin for allergies, Q10 for arrhythmias, and I've seen some cool stuff happen. Nothing globally has had as dramatic an effect as those 60 milligram sky gels. What would you consider the most important piece of advice you'd like to share with a family caregiver? That's a really good question. The first thing I would do is CBD 
is an incredible novel anti-inflammatory. We're seeing in the literature that this is a multifactorial molecule that is doing modulation, balancing of the uh, neuroendocrine immune. So basically you have three bosses in your body. You have the brain or central nervous system. You have the endocrine glands, which release hormones, testes, ovaries, adrenals, hypothalamus, pituitary, and then you have the immune system. And they, um, it's like having three CEOs um, trying to politely run a company together. They're big egos, right? And you're trying to balance those out. And CBD, nine out of 10 times, is modulating those pathways properly. There's also another pathway called PPAR gamma that, that, um, that fish oil also hits as a novel anti-inflammatory. And I would say that CBD is an impressive modulating molecule, and it's not going to do all the lifting, right? So if you have someone who needs to get off two 44-ounce Mountain Dews and start drinking water, they need to do that. If you have a workaholic that sits behind a computer for 60 hours a week, they still need to go move their body. You need to eat clean food. So again, I see CBD in two ways for those caregivers. Number one, it's quick and effective for getting results. Enthusiasm counts when you're feeling like a lump on a log with chronic illness. I've worked with Parkinson's, right? It's a great example of a little bit of a lift. Now we're getting to yoga. A little bit of a lift. Now we're getting to a walk around the block. Lori Mishley, my classmate from Bastyr, is the queen of Parkinson's, and she's data mining what's working in Parkinson's. You know what the number one predictor of someone's Parkinson's progression is? Uh, no. Loneliness. But if I can use the CBD to get someone to the boxing class for their Parkinson's or get them to their yoga class or get them to their non-denominational or church choir, now we're getting somewhere. Sometimes the CBD for our clinic is the enthusiasm and the ambition and drive and the ability to finish tasks motivator to get them working out. This patient hasn't moved because of his or her pain in a long time, so their self-made cannabinoids have totally gone deficient. And all the modulating of that neuroendocrine immune, all the anti-inflammatory dampening is gone. So now they go into a feed-forward pain cycle. And I want to take that CBD and throw it into the cogs of physiological dysfunction so I can get a little bit of a smile, a little bit of an uplift. Today is going to be different. I'm going to go for a walk around the block once with my girlfriend, right? Right. 